everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life. Bob Rathman greeting you from Dayton, Ohio. Coverage of TBT 10 continues for me on ESPN. We are down to the regional semifinals here in Dayton, and the winner of this regional will play Monday night against Nasty Natty, the University of Cincinnati Bearcat alums, for the right to play in the Final Four in Philadelphia next week. It's been a lot of fun. It's on ESPN Plus Friday and Saturday, and then Monday night's game is going to be on ESPN. So you might want to check it out. And we'll tell you more about our special guest, a very special guest, that will be joining me in just a moment. But first, we'll begin with our Jersey Mike's news and notes. And the big news in college basketball this week, and really all of college athletics, is the fact that Colorado made its announcement to leave the Pac-12 and rejoin the Big 12. And this is going to take place in one year's time. No TV contract, any grant of rights that's binding Colorado to the Pac-12 beyond this season. So the Buffaloes are back in the Big 12. And I must be honest and say that never in my lifetime could I imagine the Pac-12, and it's in previous incarnation, the Pac-10, with all of the history and tradition, the Conference of Champions and all of that, would be in such disarray. And I'm wondering now, as many are in college athletics, is the Pac-12 going to survive? Uh, we'll have more on this in the, in the weeks ahead for sure, but that was the big Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week. Now, on to my special guest, and you are really gonna enjoy this conversation. We're gonna go back and honor one of our former Naismith winners, our 2010 Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Coach of the Year, was a gentleman named James Satch Sullinger. He was a longtime college coach, administrator with USA Basketball, but then was a renowned high school coach. In fact, he led his team, Northland High School, Columbus, to the state championship, an unbeaten year, and that's what helped garner him the National Coach of the Year honors. He coached his son, Jared Sullinger, who went on to play at Ohio State and then in the NBA and now is coaching. And what is so unique about this, they have come back together. Jared is the head coach and GM of Carmen's Crew, an alumni team from Ohio State University playing in TBT in the state and regional. And this year, he brought back his dad, Satch Sollinger, at age 74 to be an assistant coach. And after you win a game in TBT, much like the NCAA tournament, you will go up and put your name on the bracket to advance. The NCAA tournament actually stole this idea from TBT. And they gave Satch the placard in the first round game on Wednesday and let him advance the team, Carmen's crew, on the bracket. We will talk about coaching Jared. We'll talk about how he got hooked up with USA Basketball and a surprise announcement of what something may be coming up for Ohio State Basketball. All of that with Satch Sollinger when we continue after this from Jersey Mike's. You gotta love the juice at Jersey Mike's. That zing of real red wine vinegar and olive oil blend is even better than the zing of a first kiss. No offense to Brenda DeMarche. It was a fine first smooch for me behind the bleachers. But there's nothing like when that zing of the juice hits your lips for the very first time. Years later, Brenda and I shared a Jersey Mike sub with extra juice. We had a better time because neither of us had braces. Add a flavor zing with the juice. Jersey Mike's. A sub above. Well, we have the great pleasure 
of catching up with one of our former Naismith National Award winners, our 2010 Jersey Mike's Naismith High School Coach of the Year. And in this part of the country, up here in Ohio, this man is a absolute legend. And it's so great to see him at TBT. It's none other than Satch Sullinger from Columbus, Ohio. Satch, how good are you? Good morning, America. I'm good. Good morning, America. How's everybody today? <laughs> and that's why we love this man, an indomitable spirit. And TBT, Satch, has been so great. Of course, your son Jared is coaching the Ohio State alums, Carmen's crew. But the best part for me is to see you back on that bench as his assistant coach. Man, let me tell you something. I had no idea this boy was a offensive genius. But, you know, you got to look at the people he's played for. He's played for Brad Stevens, Doc Rivers, and, and Dwayne Casey, and the coaches overseas. And, man, he's drawn up plays. Man, I'm learning from him, man. And, and I'm so proud to, to know that this game is something he's going to do the rest of his life. And when he, quit, when he quits playing, he, he's going to be a good coach one day. He's going, he's going to take it to a brand-new level, man. He knows how to talk to young people, man. I'm just learning from him, man. It's, and it's just a, it's it's so exciting just to be back on the bench. I had no idea how much I missed it. You know, I you know at 74, you know your knees go bad, you you gain a little weight and all those things, man. I got my knee fixed through uh, QC Kinetics, the regenerate uh, regenerative medicine uh, uh, program is going on with my own stem cell and the stem cells working and. And I'm back walking again. I'm losing weight. I'm on the sideline. I think I, I got some energy here. I want to get back out there again. Man, we've got to make the comeback. We need you on the well, sideline. Well, you know, I, I've talked to uh, Coach Holtman uh, about being a consultant, and we'll find out where that goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then so be it. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I, really, I really missed it. Well, he would be learning from the best if he had you by his side, that's for sure. Well, let me tell you, Chris that, does a great job, man. He does a great yes, job. I, w- I would like to learn from him. I mean, he's a good person, man. I really like Chris Holtman a lot. You know, I want to go back just for a second, Satch, uh, and educate uh, our younger fans who are just tuning into the podcast about your family and your background. Uh, coaching really was in your blood, wasn't it, from your dad? Yeah. Yes, it was. You know, my dad played in the uh, Negro League before blacks were allowed in the NBA. And he played for the Sioux City, Iowa Colored Ghosts. And all the things that he went through, he shared with me, you know, about, you know, some of the remarks and things like that. And he told me, you know, just, just learn to just play and, and ignore all the other things. And those are the things that helped me understand that the people outside the perimeter of the game, really have nothing to do with what goes on on that floor. The people that play athletics, they don't see color. They see teammates. They see camaraderie. You see the guys that play ball together, they're friends for the rest of their lives. There's a common bond. And that's what made me really fall in love with this game of basketball. What made you take the leap into coaching? Because you did college and high school. Yes, I did. Here's, Here's what it was. I, I went back to school late, and I worked at a juvenile uh, delinquent center. And a memo would come across the desk saying, do this. Now, that looked good on paper. I said, but these kids aren't going to do this. I said, now, what's the difference between me and the guy that wrote this memo, and it was a college degree? 
So at 25, I went back to school to get a degree in social sociology to go back and work with young delinquent youth. And I saw what my coach, Pat Penn, was doing with me with my life at 25. And my second year in the college, I said to myself, why go back and work with the kids after the fact when if I become a coach, I could deal with them before the fact and keep them out of the uh, uh, penal institutions? And that's what made me go into coaching. It had nothing to do with winning games. It had everything to do with developing young men. And as the more I coached, I realized young men win basketball games, you know, and I started focusing on the whole kid rather than just the athletic side of the kid. And the kids bought into it, and you know the rest of it. It just it took off, and the kids enjoyed playing for a program that stood for something. And that lesson was taught to Jared. When he played for you at uh, Northland High School, you yes. guys were the best team in the state. But I want you to tell the story about the time his junior year, when you guys were rolling unbeaten, and all of a sudden, a certain amount of paperwork in school didn't get turned in. What happened? Well, you know, I told them that the basketball is an extracurricular activity. And this is exactly how I explained it to them. I could invite you over to my house. You could have all the steaks you want, eat until you're full. I said, but you couldn't get the second steak until you completed the first steak. And I said, the first steak is the classrooms. The second steak is the discipline and citizenship in the halls. The third steak is basketball. If you can't handle the, 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 the objective, then at that point, you don't deserve to, be, to have the extra quick activity. So Jared didn't turn in his homework. And it wasn't the first time that I had that problem. But I tried to counsel him, and I said, now, the next time you don't do, you don't do your classwork, I said, I'm not going to play you. And he didn't turn in his, his homework. We were 24-0. We were playing in the regional final. And I didn't dress it. And we finished the season 24-1. and And from that point on, Jared never missed the honor roll or the dean's list in college. You know, it, it's about – holding yourself accountable. And then the message to him was, you let down your team. You can't repay, you can't replace uh, the, 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 or repay to the senior who didn't get to the state championship. So it's something that you, you, you let your whole team down by just not doing your homework. And it was a message to everyone else. And from that point on, the program took off and we didn't lose a league game for Five years, we, we went to the state uh, two years. We won it one, and, 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 and the program just took off. And I, I was just proud of the fact of how he responded. He didn't pout. He grew up and became a young man. We need more coaches like you today. My goodness, what a, what a great, great story. You're also, Mr. Sullinger, a very key figure in the history of USA basketball. And I'd yes. love for you to share the story, how you got hooked up with our national team. Well, Bill Wall did a, did a national search, contacted all the colleges and universities that uh, offer sports administration the master's program and asked them to recommend their top African-American. Uh, and, and so he interviewed. He wanted to be the first 
organization to hire a uh, African American full time administrator of any of the 33 Olympic sports. And I was one of the ones at Grambling. I have I was working on my master's, and Grambling turned my name in. And uh, he interviewed me, and in Chicago, and then I flew back to. Uh, Oberlin College, where I was an assistant coach with Pat Penn after completing my master's degree. And he called me back and told me he offered me the job. So I asked him, I said, why me out of all the other people? He said, well, you went to Oberlin College. He said, and I know you can read and write. He said, because my mom went to Oberlin College, and I grew up there as a little boy. And so he brought me in as the first African-American full-time administrator in the history of this country's 33 Olympic sports. And Bill Wall followed me throughout my career until the day he passed. He called me and talked to me, and I loved him. I loved Bill Wall. He did so much for me. And the reason I left is because, one, I became a dad. J.J., my oldest, was born in Colorado Springs, and I wanted to be a dad more than anything else, and I was gone too much. And so I, I talked to Bill, and I resigned and, and went on back into coaching. Otherwise, I would probably be an athletic director at one of the top 20 uh, uh, colleges and universities uh, in the country because that was the track I was on. What a story. And I tell you what, the game of basketball has been blessed by your presence in it, whether it's an administrator or a coach. And even today, now in CBT, it keeps you going. And, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll be back with the Buckeyes uh, in the I would fall, love to. And it's not it, – it, it wasn't meant to be. But, you know, I would like to. I got the interest. Well, the game needs you. The game needs you. And uh, I need you got a lot left in the tank. As much as it needs me. I need the game, too. You got a lot left in the tank. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and the game is blessed to have you because, you know, you cover games, and I've, I've been knowing you for a while, and, and you're good for America and America's youth. You need to know that as well. Well, I appreciate that. And I also know as a coach, there's always another practice to get to. So you guys right. have shoot-around for your semifinal game at Dayton, Ohio, on Friday night. So we're going to let you go. But, Satch, thank you so much. This has just been fantastic. And we honor you as one of our Naismith winners. And it's great to catch up. I'm blessed, man, to have friends like you and – and to be recognized. I appreciate and I look forward to saying hello to you this evening. Hey, that's it from Dayton. Hope you tune in. You can catch Satch sitting on the bench for Carmen's crew this weekend up in Dayton. Thank you, Satch. Appreciate you. And congratulations from all of us on that Naismith Award. Until next week, back in Atlanta, Bob Rathman saying so long.